Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So as uh, we covered yesterday, if you wanted to hear uh, the, the highlights of the uh, the House Oversight Committee that was looking into the IRS agents, the whistleblowers, uh, we carried that live in the second hour of the program. You can get it on the podcast. Uh, if you don't want to go and watch the whole uh, five and a half hour hearing like I did, um, you can uh, you can get the highlights. But if you want to hear some more of it, you are in luck because I have pulled some of the greatest hits <laughs> from yesterday. Um, while the whistleblowers, I thought, were highly credible. I, I heard Brett Winterbull uh, talk about this uh, on his program yesterday, and, and I thought he summed it up really, really well, where he said that the two whistleblowers, these IRS investigators, they are real. They're real people. They are, they're not like uh, some sort of caricature or anything. They are, uh, they did not stray from like their written testimony and the, the testimony they provided with the House, uh, to the House Ways and Means Committee. Um, when they were asked to kind of go beyond uh, the bounds of what they were investigating, they refused to do so. Um, they displayed no partisan political affiliations or bias. Uh, they simply were of a mind that, look, we were running an investigation. It didn't matter who uh, the person was. But when we try to proceed as we normally would with things that would normally be approved, we were stonewalled. We were not allowed to interview people, conduct searches. We were not allowed to fully investigate Hunter Biden on these uh, on the tax charges. This and that's where this all stemmed from, right? The Washington Free Beacon says two IRS agents who worked on the investigation of Hunter Biden claimed in explosive congressional testimony that Justice Department officials stymied an investigation into the first son and members of the Biden family. This investigation started in 2018, right? And it was proceeding. It lasted five years. Um, and because of the stonewalling, they were not able to charge some of the offenses that they felt they could charge and what prosecutors said was were chargeable offenses at a felony level, but the statute of limitations rolled past, and so they were not able to bring some of those charges. IRS Supervisory Special Agent Gary Shapley and one of his agents, a guy by the name of Joseph Ziegler, provided extensive evidence of Biden's efforts to avoid paying nearly $1.6 million in taxes from 2014 through 2019. Now, what's interesting here is that the Democrats said there was no evidence. There's no evidence whatsoever of Joe Biden. No evidence of Joe Biden. They kept focusing on the president. But the investigation was into Hunter Biden. And one of the things that they were trying to button up and nail down um, is what were the expenses that he was claiming for business? Were they deductible expenses? And the way you track that down is you ask the people, what kind of work were you doing that Hunter Biden paid you for? For example, he took some of the money uh, that he uh, made from these foreign countries for no discernible service, 
um, and he used it to pay college tuition. And then he wrote that off as, as a business expense. Well, that's not a business expense, right? It's not like he went for some work-related thing. It was for his daughter, I believe. So when they want to track down certain aspects, they have to ask people that are involved in those aspects. And they were prevented from doing so, specifically when it was in relationship to his father. And they were told explicitly, don't ask about dad, nothing about the big guy. It'll be problematic if you try to uh, interview the adult children of Hunter Biden who had received money. And so their uh, concerns were that they were being stonewalled. And so they blew the whistle internally first. And then... They were put out on an island, they were taken off of the case, and that's when they went to Congress. Okay, so what is the what were the Democrats' responses to this? How did the Democrats um, try to get at the truth of the matter? That, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're not, they weren't trying to get to the truth. No, no, they, um, uh, they were talking about uh, prosecutorial discretion that the agents obviously don't know anything about, I mean, between them, they've got like three decades of experience doing this. These are the top guys, the top men, uh, as was uh, noted in the documentary Indiana Jones. Um, you know, top guys, the best guys that you got working on international tax evasion cases that for some reason now they don't understand the, their own process. They don't understand how this is supposed to go. And they pushed back on that. So that was one of the arguments. And that was the, the least ridiculous argument, honestly. Um, because then the others were, let me see here if I got this right, it was uh, Donald Trump, it was racism, it was uh, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump. I think those were the the big, yeah, those were the big arguments that the Democrats made <laughs> yesterday to try to, I can't even say discredit the agents, because the agents, they're not the ones that make the call on whether to start an investigation into Donald Trump unless some evidence arises that they get and then they would proceed to launch an investigation of Donald Trump. And I don't know if there was ever such an investigation that got launched. I don't know that. I know there were a lot of investigations of Donald Trump. Didn't they get all of his tax returns at some point? They thought that was going to prove something and then it didn't. So uh, I don't understand the argument from the Democrats saying that these two agents' experience on this particular case is somehow uh, irrelevant or should be dismissed and ignored simply because Republicans don't have an interest in trying to do some sort of investigation of the investigation into Donald Trump's IRS tax filings. Like, you guys had control up until last November, right? You Democrats were in control. Why Why wouldn't you have started some sort of an investigation? The point of this hearing yesterday was to look at what was done to prevent the IRS investigators from figuring out what was really going on. A couple things. These are the major revelations, again, uh, from the Washington Free Beacon. And I do have other uh, news sources from the left as well uh, that, I will, that I'll be highlighting here. But uh, the Free Beacon, their big revelations, they say, are Hunter Biden should have been charged with tax felonies, but wasn't. The Hunter Biden tax probe began with payments to prostitutes. They, they were not looking at him. They were looking somewhere else, and they came across him as a payer. A client and 
that's when they were like, oh, who's this guy with all this money? And oh, no, look at that. It's <laughs> it's the president's son. Well, not the president. It's the, the former vice president's son. Um, IRS agents were warned against interviewing Hunter Biden's adult children. Prosecutors blocked agents from investigating Hunter Biden's infamous WhatsApp messages. Right? They, they wanted to get locational data to see, was the big guy, was Joe Biden actually sitting next to Hunter Biden when he made the threats to the Chinese energy executive? When he said, I'm sitting here next to my dad and, you know, hell hath no fury than a Biden, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, unfed of his money. Um, and so we wanted to know, like the investigator said, we want to know, were they in the same location? So let's get some locational data, and then we can find out, is there any merit to this, or was he just, you know, flexing? But the assistant U.S. attorney's office wouldn't, uh, or uh, assistant U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf would not allow that to occur. And I believe she's a Biden donor, which, by the way, is a big deal if you're one of the attorneys representing these two whistleblowers, because I think one of them donated some money to a Republican, even though they represent Democrats and Republicans. But one of them made a donation or maybe both of them. um, But they both are like seen as Republican lawyers. And so we're supposed to take that into account. But apparently the assistant U.S. attorney and her politics, they are irrelevant, obviously, because it's different when Democrats do it, as we all know. And finally, the last major revelation was that foreign entities made seven-figure payments to the Biden family. Okay, so what do the Democrats have to say about all of this? What what was their line of questioning? It's, uh... (laughs) Yes, you are correct. We are are approaching the zone. The Zone of Dumbassery. Yes, we are approaching it. You've been warned. So, the New York Times headline on the hearing that was held yesterday. By the way, there is another hearing going on right now. Uh, I've been watching it uh, during the uh, before the show started, and that's the hearing on the weaponization of the federal government you know, or the weaponization of social media. Federal government using these social media companies. And RFK Jr. was one of the witnesses and the democrats attempted to censor him at the hearing on censorship (laughs) i'm not kidding (laughs) for real (laughs) they they literally wanted to shut him down and then everybody keeps accusing everybody else of censoring them when they get cut off anyway um so yeah i'll probably do audio on that uh tomorrow so yesterday's hearing though was on the uh, irs investigation here's the new york times headline quote IRS whistleblowers allege political bias in Hunter Biden investigation. And that's actually not true. The investigators that were sworn in and testified yesterday and have been uh, talking to the House Ways and Means Committee, they never claimed to know the reason. See, they're investigators. They're professionals. They're like, we don't know why. We just know this is what happened. You may draw your own conclusions and maybe you can find out why these things happen to stymie the investigation. But it was unlike anything we had experienced in our combined nearly 30 years uh, on the job. And so some of the Democrats defense of. I'm not really sure what they were defending. They were trying. All they were doing was like lobbing accusations against Republicans and Trump. Uh, They never really they, they couldn't go after the investigators. Because their testimony was buttoned up. So what did they do? Well, here is Kwesi Mfume. 
he will start us off on the hit parade as we enter the Zone of Dumbassery. The Zone of Dumbassery. Here we go. Here's what galls me. I don't like these attacks on the Department of Justice, the FBI, the IRS, as if they are somehow anti-U.S. agencies. Those agencies keep this democracy in check. It keeps them in float. They provide what? the checks and they provide the balances. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not how any of this works. They don't provide checks and balances. You're one of the entities that provides checks and balances. They are investigative. They're, they're part of the executive branch. They run investigations. The IRS is running investigations, just, you know, for the record. And we could be, quite frankly, using our time to better talk about crime in America that's affecting everybody, attacks on women's health, the economy, budgetary issues, public education, housing, the need for senior citizens to be able to pay for prescription drugs, child poverty, and mental health, to name a few. And yet we are doing this all over again for the Hunter Biden show to someone who has pleaded guilty and has taken responsibility for not filing taxes for two years. Actually, not this true. is ludicrous. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. None. Oh, I, all right. I agree. I agree with him on that. After listening to his comments, I definitely agree with him on that. Um, Hunter Biden has not accepted responsibility for all of the years that he uh, evaded taxes. And that was part of the problem. By allowing the statute of limitations to expire, he never paid the taxes on the Burisma payouts. Yeah. So, no, he hasn't accepted responsibility for that. Two veteran IRS investigators leveled harsh criticism yesterday against the Justice Department over its handling of the tax case against Hunter Biden, accusing the agency of shielding him from felony charges because of politics and preferential treatment. Again, they the agents made no assessment as to why the things occurred. They could not they could not explain it. What they were saying was that this is not normal. He should have been charged. They did all of these things, and they felt like their investigation was stymied. Why is for Congress to now determine? During an hours-long hearing of the House Oversight Committee, it was like almost six hours, the investigators, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, detailed how they believed their... This is from the New York Times, by the way. This is why I have to offer the corrections as we go, because it's the New York Times. But it's important to know how the left is reporting on this. So uh, they detailed how they believed their work investigating Mr. Biden, the president's son, was stymied and slow walked by Justice Department officials during both the Trump and Biden presidencies. A little later on, they say uh, before regaining control of the House this year, Republicans pledged to use their power to investigate President Biden and his family, launching wide ranging inquiries. It was clear from their approach yesterday that House Republicans believe the testimony from the two IRS officials is their most impactful evidence to date. And there is a there's a reason for that is because it it is it is the most impactful. These are career investigators. I think one's a Republican, one's a Democrat. They're apolitical, nonpartisan guys. They're professionals. And they saw what happened over the course of a five-year investigation, and they were left with no other recourse. They didn't want to be whistleblowers. They said that repeatedly. They didn't want to be there. But they had to be, because they took an oath. 
But if the proceeding at times was a sober recounting of facts and details from a high-profile but secretive investigation, it also veered into rank partisanship, hyperbole, and, in a spectacle seldom seen in a Capitol Hill hearing room, sexually explicit material. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the right-wing Republican, by the way, nobody ever described in any of this as a left-wing Democrat, just for the record, but the right-wing Republican from Georgia displayed naked photos of Hunter Biden engaging in sex acts as she questioned whether the evidence found on his laptop uh, that he solicited prostitutes amounted to human trafficking. See, and this is this is why sometimes the tactic backfires as they as it often does with Marjorie Taylor Greene, because she's like just radioactive um, to a lot of people. Uh, and you may you may like her very much. That's fine. But a lot of people do not like her. Very polarizing figure. But using on the one hand, she got attention. On the other hand, that's what now everybody draws out of this. It was sort of like the Super Bowl between the Panthers and the Patriots when the Panthers lost on the field goal. It was a great game. I mean, heartbreaking game. Great game. But everybody remembers not the game, but Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. The halftime show. Right? So she shows these. Now, they were blurred. They had boxes over the, you know, the unmentionables. Um, I mean, you would think, you would think that, I don't know, like she was trying to, you know, show pictures of like the kids books from the uh, elementary schools like gender queer or something like my goodness we can't carry this they got all upset about that but democrats repeatedly expressed disgust at the tenor of the hearing and the white house condemned it right but they offered no counter evidence there was no counter evidence that's the problem here's uh here's a bit from maxwell frost he is or max frost ironically from Florida, where they don't get much frost at all, let alone maximum frost. But anyway, Maxwell Frost, um, he objected to the Republicans' use of this term two-tier justice. All right. They don't like the Demo- or the Republicans saying a two-tier system of justice. Here's, here's why. Um, let's get right into it. Mr. Shapley, you're blowing the whistle today because you feel like the Department of Justice provided preferential treatment to Hunter Biden. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes or no? That's correct. And you believe that Hunter Biden received that preferential treatment because his father is the Democratic president, uh, Joe Biden. Is that correct? I can't clu- conclude why he's receiving the preferential treatment. But that is one conclusion you can come to. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's evident in your deposition that you believe that. It's M- not Mr. actually. Ziegler, did any of your supervisors explicitly tell you you're not allowed to investigate Hunter Biden because he's the president's son? Yes or no? I was never told that. You were never told that. Thank you. I mean, I know in your deposition did you suggest that there's some larger conspiracy at play here, which is what my colleagues on the other side of the aisle would have us believe, that there's a two-tier justice system that privileges Democrats over Republicans. And that's what my colleagues are doing. They're using you and using your story and using your work to make this argument for themselves. And since January 6th, these Republicans and Trump have complained about a two-tiered justice system, co-opting the language of the decades-long civil rights movement for black lives and black freedom, a movement that they actually are actively looking to eliminate. There is a two-tiered justice system, but it's not about Democrats versus Republicans. This language, two-tiered justice system, has a real history. It has a real history of Emmett Till. It has a real history with Breonna Taylor. It has a real history with George Floyd, the Central Park Five, Derek D as a young man who was just an unarmed young man who was just killed in Central Florida not but a week ago. All right, I'm going to skip ahead here. Closing, there is a two-tier justice system. It does exist, but it's not 
what my Republican colleagues want to say it is, using your story for that. It's not Republican versus Democrat. It's black, brown, and poor people versus everyone else. And I Wait, wait, wait. Black, brown, and poor people versus everyone else. Does this guy know that Hunter Biden is a rich, privileged white man? Is he aware of that? Because what it's you're making their argument, Max Frost. You're making the Republicans' argument that Hunter Biden was privileged. Now you see it through the racial prism, but the racial prism actually supports their argument too. Did you think that through? Maybe they maybe he doesn't know that Biden. Is a white guy. I don't won't accept when Republican politicians look to appropriate the language of the movement for black lives and civil rights to fit a political agenda to defend Donald Trump. This is the two-tier justice system. This is the two-tier justice system. All right. So that that refrain was echoed a bunch. Uh, the, that, that argument was made several times by several different Democrats. So racism, check the box. Okay, good. Donald Trump, check the box. Okay, good. Um, one of the, one of the oddest things was Jamie Raskin. We'll take a listen to, well, I mean, that oddest thing is Jamie Raskin. One of the oddest arguments was from Jamie Raskin. We'll take a listen in a minute. Oh, and before I forget, have you got your ticket to the Heritage Life Skills event yet? I'll be there. The annual event is put on by Carolina Readiness Supply, and you can learn all sorts of ways to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, Herbal Remedies, Home Defense, Fermenting Vegetables. I'll be there Saturday evening. Check out the schedule at carolinareadiness.com. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness can help you. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Yesterday, Oversight Committee, I said Jamie Raskin, he's the ranking Democrat on this committee, and... Um, he has, well, I said we're, we are in the zone of demassery here, so um, I guess he knew this, and he gave, well, an interesting description, a spin, if you will, on what was actually going on uh, with the Hunter Biden videos and pictures that were on the laptop with the smoking of the crack and the brandishing of the firearm or something. Today we get to witness mega Republicans take the side of IRS, IRS agents from the deep state against a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney and a rich guy exercising his Second Amendment rights but now facing criminal gun charges and tax charges that, would call, that they would call in any other circumstance purely technical. Uh, no, uh, they would not. If you're a drug user, you're not supposed to get the gun. Gun laws should be applied. Republicans have been consistent on that, Jamie. We are about to hear testimony from two IRS criminal investigators. They will describe their frustrations and disagreements with their supervisors, as well as with Mr. Weiss and his team of prosecutors, who they consider junior varsity and not up to snuff during the Trump administration generally. We will also hear about their confusion and profound misunderstandings about Mr. Weiss and how he reviewed the evidence and made the ultimate decision about charging Hunter Biden. A lot of the controversy here relates to the agent's failure to distinguish between special counsels and special lawyers, but we will clear that up today. The key point, Mr. Chairman, that America needs to understand is that the only political interference at play here is coming from Donald Trump what? and my Republican colleagues. <laughs> so Trump, okay. And then there was this from Representative Summer Lee. 
My Republican colleagues seem to think that using criminal law as a weapon or a political tool is objectionable only when directed against someone who should be out of reach of the criminal system. Someone too rich, too what? powerful, or too white to be charged. What? But let's face it. That same system has been used as a weapon and a political tool against black people since the Emancipation Proclamation. All right, so then you should be on board, right? You should be on board. Level the playing field. Let's take out this member of the patriarchy. These racial disparities are rooted in a two-tiered view on race. The belief that black people were inferior, that was created to justify the, ensla the enslavement of black people, which has now evolved into, to include the belief that black people are more prone to criminality. During the decades of lynchings that followed enslavement, white people defended the torture and murder of black people as necessary to protect property, families, and a way of life from black criminals. In the 1980s, Nixon's war on crime evolved into Reagan's war on drugs, and we saw harsher and more frequent punishments and the start of mass incarceration. In both cases, it was black people who were targeted and suffered under those policies. All right, so that, you get the idea. A familiar refrain. It's Trump, it's race, it's the investigators not knowing their jobs and the, and the limitations on their jobs, and it's race and it's Trump, and it's Trump and it's race. Okay, but my favorite clip came from congressman dan goldman he is uh he's the uh, rookie uh representative from new york he was part of the the democrat lawyer team during the uh, uh during the impeachments i was gonna say indictments but no it's the impeachments All right dan goldman he inadvertently proves that hunter biden <laughs> looped Joe Biden in. Listen to this. And you testified that he said to, to, that Hunter told his dad, according to Rob Walker, quote, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. Now let me ask you something. That doesn't sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with the CEFC if Hunter Biden is telling him that he's trying to do business with them, does it? What? No, but it does show that he said he told his father he was trying to do business and he was okay. talking Well, to that his is true. Hunter Biden does try to do business. That's correct. <laughs> so, you don't not only Wait. have no direct evidence Wait. connecting Joe Biden to Wait. any of Hunter Biden's business deal, you actually had proof that he wasn't involved. That is the proof that you had. No, it's not. He, he literally says, hey, Dad, I'm trying to work a deal with these guys. And in Goldman's mind, he thinks this proves that Joe's not involved, that Joe had no knowledge. Joe's been telling us all since 2020 that he doesn't know anything about Joe uh, or Hunter's business, and they don't even talk about it. And I've always said that's a crock, it's, that it doesn't make any sense. Any dad would ask his son, hey, how's life going? How's the job going? Especially when you're... You know, moving through all these different gigs. Please, Dan. Yeah, the biggest self-own of the day yesterday. Dan Goldman.